Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast, episode 71, Relationships. Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast. Um, so I kind of wanted to start off with a story. Uh, Dr. James, um, when he was a teenager, um, was him and his parents got involved in a multi-level company and he would basically sign people on and when you sign people on the people underneath you depending on how well they did was how well you earned your money and so he would um at like 14 15 years old he would sit down with these these couples that were um basically signed up underneath him to to sell and they were having horrible sales they Things weren't going very well, and he'd sit down and he'd visit with them, and basically he ended, he found out that just by helping them with their relationship, it changed everything around them. So they were able to sell better, which is you know that was a byproduct of it, but it changed their entire outlook because their relationship was better. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about some relationships and how, especially right now, there's a lot going on in the world that um, we're all kind of like in forced solitude, but we're all forced together if we have a family, if we're married um, or have a significant other in the house, we're all stuck together more than any other time. So we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how to build that relationship, um, whether it's the relationship you have with yourself or relationship with your significant other or the relationship you have with um, your family. Um, So... I love it. I love talking about relationships, even though it's, I mean, it's a lifelong struggle and a lifelong, it brings the the sweetest happiness and usually the sweetest struggles too, all at the same time. So um, the baseline for all of it begins with self, like you said, and um, I've really done some research into it and some some living with that and dr james did also he he worked with so many people and you always have to start with yourself because you are the only true person that you can ever change you cannot change anyone else i mean you can influence others but um until you do it with yourself you can't really um expect anything from someone else so by starting with yourself there's amazing things that can happen some of the things that i found that helped me the most is my personal routine so i have eight kids and it is hard sometimes to find time for myself. So I have to choose to take that time and to schedule that time to be able to get the basics done. Just the basics that I know that I need to do every day to keep my sanity. And right now with everybody in the home, just so I'm a homeschooler also, so I always have my kids around. Just right now we're around each other even more because there's no external activities. We can't go to the park and play. We can't do all those things. So I'm always around my family anyways. But to have my personal routine. Now for me, my routine, the only way I could squeeze it in that was guaranteed 99% of the time that I wouldn't have a disruption is if I do it 
early in the morning. Um, at times in my life, I've been getting, I would get up at 4.30 in the morning so that I could have everything that I really wanted that could set my day on the right path. I could have it all done by um, about 7.30, I think. So that was that was so important to, for me and it made a huge difference in my life because then no matter how the rest of my day went, um, I had already done the things that were most important to me. So for me, I'm religious, so I wanted to get my scripture study done early in the morning. Um, I also, exercise is important to me, but it's really easy not to get that done. So I would get up and I have a rebounder and I would rebound first thing in the morning. Uh, If I wanted a shower, for sure, if I wanted a guaranteed shower, it needed to happen before that time. And and so many other things, some reflection time, some, uh, what was the other one? Journaling. Some journaling, just all sorts of amazing things. I tried thinking I could do those in the evening, but with all the ages of kids I have and a husband to keep up with and just everything else, my evenings didn't, I couldn't be consistent enough with it. So if I kept a routine in the morning for me, made all the difference in the world and I've actually moved into, um, I haven't always been one that wears makeup every day or that um, totally, I mean, you know, just comb your hair, put it in a ponytail, but I've gotten more recently to where I do all of those things in my morning routine rather than thinking I'm going to get it done later or maybe I won't see someone. So even in the shutdown, it's been amazing for me to get up and put my makeup on every day and I'm not, I still don't wear much makeup. I mean, mascara and um, some lip gloss or something may be the extent of my lips, of my makeup, but it's still a routine that is taking care of myself and putting myself first so that I can take care of everyone else has made a huge difference in my life. So to, to highlight what Lynn talked about in her routine, um, there was gratitude journaling. Um, oh yeah. And that, oh my goodness, if you only get to do one thing, the gratitude journaling is like top priority. I think I have um, three, six, nine, twelve, four, 140 days in a row right now that I've been doing gratitudes and I had started it before we ever went into this lockdown. And I, I think it saves my life right now. It, I make sure, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. it's, I had forgotten that I wanted to say a little more about that. The gratitudes make such a difference for me because, and I do do them first thing in the morning because for some reason it doesn't work any other time of day for me. But a few tips and tricks, especially for you moms out there. For dads, I don't know if they need it. I'm not a man, but I'm a woman. And it makes a huge difference for me. If I am struggling with someone in my family, I make sure I write something I'm grateful for about that person every day. So... Um, I don't struggle a lot with Jim, but I make sure because he is my companion and he's going to be with me long after my kids are gone, I make sure I have at least one gratitude about him every day so that I can make sure I'm focusing on something positive, no matter how negative the rest of my life is. Um, Something positive about that. If I have a teenager I'm struggling with that just has had a rotten three days, it really, really helps me to make sure that I put a gratitude for them in my gratitude journal, no matter how simple it is. I'm grateful they combed their own hair. Counts. Um, (laughs) That can be amazing. And I've been surprised in the past um, two months how many times I've put toilet paper on my gratitude list because it's been so hard to find. So I'm glad you reminded me of the, the gratitude journal because that, oh my goodness, has been so, so powerful. So in that, in that routine, gratitude journal, and that's, we always think of that one's almost the first 
like almost the most important in in everything that we've talked we ever talked about in relationships because um, gratitude is what basically it, it helps your entire body to be not only to be in a place of of happiness but also a place of health so it, it's that's why one of the th- reasons why we encourage that and then Lynn like she said she's religious um, another way of wording that is your core book um, spend some time in your core book whatever whatever your core whatever sets your morals um, whatever sets your ethics um, if you spend some time in that also will um, build that person that relationship with yourself um, and it strengthens you and then the third one um, another one that quite often we talk about is like either um, self-reflection, meditation, pondering, um, if you're religious, prayer, something like that. Um, and that also is for um, building yourself. Okay, so now I, I just had a thought with you talking about that because I, I don't think we can move on from self until I've... Um Talk about one more thing. There's some people out there, so I know we're talking to different age categories of people and people from all over and different lifestyles and different everything. Um, I know that constantly Dr. James and us, we've come up, the people that ask the most questions about how to get a routine in their life and can't figure out how to fit it in are the ones with young children. So um, for people with young children, like I'm saying, I get up at 4.30 and I do my routine. Right now, I don't have a baby that needs me first thing in the morning. And I have kids that sleep all night and all of those things. But for the mothers that are still in that amazing time of their lives when it's 100% work from the time you wake up until you go to bed because you have little munchkins you're chasing around all over the place. Your routine may be spreaded, spread out throughout the entire day, not just in one thing. But if you decide there are three things in a day that are very, very important to you that you can get done. So I keep my gratitude journal on my phone. I used to keep it in a book, but my book wasn't always with me. So like if you're a nursing mother or a child falls asleep on you or you only get three minutes in the bathroom that you might be able to type in something, my goal is to get 10 gratitudes in a day. So if I start a gratitude list in the morning and it take it, I don't do it now that it takes me all day, but for some mothers, if they don't just get to sit down and do that, it's okay if you need to spread it out through the day to be able to do your gratitudes, to be able to, as long as you are getting that list done throughout the day and tie it to something you are doing anyways. I mean, even though potty time seems a little silly and all the kids are banging on the door usually, you may that may be a time when when a mother with children can get that done. And if you don't get to write it down, say it out loud, talk it in your head, whatever you need to focus on the gratitudes, gratitude that that diaper did not overflow, that you changed it before it was all over the floor. I mean, that's that's gratitude. So so really make sure you take care of yourself, but don't beat yourself up about it. One of the most empowering things I learned about um my personal routine when I did have little tiny children at home because I beat myself up constantly because I didn't get that list done was instead of it being a to-do list that I needed to get done today, often it was a to-do list that I looked back on and it was like, oh my goodness, I did get this done today. So it was, uh, I looked back on it and wow, I got to comb my hair today. Wow, um, my kids slept for 20 minutes instead of two. Wow, I, I so, so if you're not in a position where 
where you can deliberately make things happen, focusing on the good things and recognizing them in your day may be a first step into moving into taking care of yourself. So we wanted to move on to next um, with your significant other. Um, If you're married um, or or have... um, So with... My wife and I, Lynn and I, um, so we went to a, a couples retreat, and one of the things that they taught to do is something that they called swaying. Um, and the presenter put it this way: He said, "Men, this is not dancing. You're not dancing. You're swaying." And what it, swaying does is it you're as you and the way well let me explain how to do it first so um for us we have a a special playlist on my phone and um i pick a song um one that it's not a fast song so we're not like whatever and you just lean to the left and lean to the right and you're just swaying back and forth um and you follow the rhythm of the music and um, it doesn't, you want a, a slower song and especially one that um, has, the words have a lot of meaning to you um, as a couple. And then you want to hold each other close. And um, as you, so as you sway back and forth, you're actually, it's not that you're dancing together, but that you're moving together um, for this short amount of time. And by moving together in the, in swaying together you're basically putting yourself to where you're in sync for at least that short amount of time and that really changes a whole lot of how you're physically in sync and it makes it so you can be emotionally in sync i have been amazed since we've started doing that how much it has absolutely been able to um change things in our home and in our relationship because like everybody has disagreements everybody has hard times has has moments of of whatever it may be frustration or so like I could be frustrated with the kids and frustrated with all sorts of stuff and kind of feel alone in my role that day but if I sway with Jim so sometimes we can sway a few times a day because we need it we need to get back in sync because something threw us out of sync we try to do it first thing in the morning like together as often as we can um but i am amazed at what it does to get us back in sync so if we've had an argument or if whatever you it just helps us to loosen up sometimes in in the beginning of a sway both bodies can be stiff like whatever it is whether it's emotion or it's just tension of the past three days of stuff or the or whatever it's not even anything against each other it is just something but by the end of a song if you've picked the right song Songs, um, then it it really helps to just loosen up and make us open to each other to work together better and to be able to um, be a team in whatever's in whatever's coming our way. I absolutely love it, and I have actually heard stories of friends and relations that um, people that it has actually saved their marriage. And in the beginning, it was very very difficult for them to sway, and then they got to where they needed to sway ten times a day so they could get back in sync and remember what was important to them because they wanted to hold on to their companion forever. They didn't want to just be there for for a few more months and it be done. They wanted that relationship to hold because they are going to be together way longer than their kids are going to be around. So you have to be able to 
Well, you don't have to be able to stand your spouse, but it's a really good idea. And swaying really makes a difference. So a recap on how that's done. You plant your feet firmly on the ground. You stand close together. We like to wrap our arms around each other. He's taller, so his arms on top, mine down around his waist. And um, we just sway. And we have songs. There's. It's really interesting as we worked through figuring out our songs. It really needs to resonate with both of you. If there is a song that irritates either one of you, it needs to not be on that list. Because we found in the beginning, there were certain songs that I could not have on the sway list because they just, I, I don't know what it was, but for me, they did not work for what I was trying to achieve with swaying on that sway list. Um, but it needs to be songs that bring you together and that you that you agree on. And like he says, not a really heavy beat. We know it's the wrong song for a sway when I can't help but dance while we're while we're swaying. And that's just a little too fast. I love those songs and I love dancing, but um, a sway song isn't to move all over the room. It's to be planted and firm and to and to sway together. And it is just beyond empowering, beyond empowering. Now to add gratitudes into the couple thing, I kind of touched on that earlier with the self thing. Um, it really helps to look for positive things in your spouse and in yourself every day because that helps to move your relationship forward. It is so easy, especially when you're stuck together all the time, to look at all of the stupid little things that somebody does. And if you're already having a bad day, you happen to see more bad things in other people if you are having a bad day. So it really, really helps to look at and be grateful for those little things, even if it's just that his socks got into the dirty clothes or that her um, that she got up with the baby in the night or whatever it is uh, that that one really really makes a difference whether you write it down whether you say it out loud whether you uh, however you need to be able to remember to focus on those gratitudes especially at this time if your family is not used to being around each other all the time and you are having to be home with each other a lot and with your spouse that can be a really trying challenge for some people make sure you focus on some of the good things focusing on the good things can help um help to soften the blow of some of the other things that are just not near as important. Oh, and then there's date night. How on earth do you date in quarantine? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a challenge for us. It has. um, So I like, as as we're like talking about this and preparing, um, you know, we, I've, I've, I felt like I'm not, Courting Lynn as well as I should because we're uh, it's like I'm, I'm home constantly and I'm around her and the family all the time um, but she pointed out sometimes we just get in the car and drive off and go go somewhere it's just the, the fact of being alone and so I was started adding him up you know even if we just run to a drive through and and get an ice cream and drive around the block a few times or, or walk, you know, we go for a walk. Um, Deliberate time together without the kids. Yeah. And it really helps if you, because we are examples in our lives to our kids or whoever else is around us. So letting them know this is a date, even if it's not the typical version of a date because it's not a movie and dinner and all that stuff. It's, me and daddy are going on a date 
Even if all we do is get in the car and we're gone for 20 minutes doing whatever. I mean, we could sit and sometimes we have just gone and sat in a parking lot and enjoyed visiting together and being together for that. And, you know, date night has actually even sometimes been, you know, let's just sit and watch a movie together after the kids have gone to bed. So it's it's really a matter of how you focus it and how you label that time. Not necessarily that it's the normal thing that you've always done. I saw some really cool, so so I'm on Facebook occasionally, not very often, but I saw one of my friends um, that her and her husband just got a picnic blanket and went out in the backyard and had their own picnic. They stuck the kids on a movie or whatever in the house, your kids, you're in charge of yourself. And they went out on their back lawn and had a picnic and just enjoyed each other. And that, that is so romantic to me. I've always loved picnics. Jim sometimes takes me, like before this, um, we used to love that was our favorite favorite date in New Mexico when the weather was right we would go get dinner somewhere and take it to a park and sit on the grass and and just I don't know there was something about that or walk around the park or whatever and we just absolutely loved it so I, I really think in this time it's part of finding out what you love or what your companion loves and you may need to take turns okay honey what do you want to do this time and um or, or make up a list in that um, relationship class that we took. It was really awesome. They actually had us, they handed us this little booklet that had a few questions in it, uh, things we needed to fill out. And I loved how empowering the list was because it was things that you take for granted that you already know, but that you don't really pay attention and they taught us how to use it. So in it, it had what are, and you're asking your spouse these questions or you're just observing if they're not the kind of person that's going to tell you, um, what are their favorite things? What is their favorite food? What is their favorite kind of gifts? What is their favorite place to eat? Their favorite place to eat or their favorite kind of food to eat. What is favorite kind of clothes? Favorite kind of clothes. Yeah, all those kinds of of things. And it really simplifies the process of figuring out something to do together when you know things that you like. So I'm it could be a fun date night thing just to get those kinds of questions answered to find out what kind of dates do you like like brainstorm what are what are 10 things that we could do while we're in quarantine as a date um and then what kind of things can we do to spoil each other because you know even just a little tiny um paragraph love letter on the pillow um can change somebody's day from just this down I I feel like we're stuck here forever thing and just I don't know make it just amazing just little treats of things um some people would love a post-it note on the mirror would just make their day it's not a date but it's showing love in your relationship towards your spouse because that has to hold through this time and through a lot a lot longer than this. So developing some of those habits now that can just make a difference. I know me and Jim, we, I don't know how every family eats dinner, but I love to sit by Jim while we eat and we have an added advantage. He is left-handed and I am right-handed. So if we sit on the right side of each other, we can eat really well and hold hands at the same time. And I absolutely love that. So I make, so when we make sure that we have the table set in such a way that we can do that, 
it makes a huge difference for us in our relationship, but it's also our kids just know that we like to sit together. So they don't try to get in between us anymore. If you have little tiny kids, it's their job to get in between you. Um, but, <laughs> but our kids are getting better at that. And it's just wonderful. So those little things that mean a lot to people, this the sitting together and the, the knowing when to take that time to intentionally um, Kiss your spouse once a day. I mean, sometimes we get so wrapped up in life, especially if you have kids and distractions and all sorts of other things going on. Just having a priority for your spouse or significant other to make sure that they know that they are loved, even if it's one thing. If you are, you you do 1% better each day. So if you start with one thing, I am going to smile at them today. That's awesome. I am going to say one nice thing about them on my gratitudes list every day. Whatever that is, I think it's really important and it puts that energy out there and helps and it helps the entire energy, the entire home to be better because I know our kids do better when us when we as a couple are doing better. So hopefully those are some good tips. Um, we wanted to like also hit on building up the your family relationship. Um, so Lynn kind of touched on one of them already, sitting down to dinner um, and having a meal where you, everybody sits around the table. And um, so as we were like preparing again, as I, I was thinking about it, some of the best times we've had for that is when we tell stories of like how we met or, you know, some things I did in college or, or you know, growing up stories. Um, I have a... A brother that has some special needs so he always did really funny things and um so they always wanting to hear tell tell me a funny story about uncle chris you know mm-hmm. um and so once you get started telling those stories the the kids really eat it up and that's something that will stick with them and it really builds that family relationship because they get to know mom and dad and everybody else yeah, it's I I love it. It is dinner time or sometimes it ends up not being dinner for us. Sometimes it ends up being lunch or something else. But it's absolutely amazing what it does when we sit down. So the mood of the day can be whatever it can be. And, and that sometimes can completely change it. I found something, if the tension in the home has been high for the day and everybody's been on everybody's nerves or there's just been a lot of complaining and all sorts of stuff going, I love to add some kind of gratitudes to the dinner table, which you don't say, okay, guys, it's time for gratitudes. You just start talking about happy things. Hey, do you have something you're happy about today? Or what's something good that happened in the world today? Or whatever to help get so... We do the gratitudes with ourselves, about our couples, whatever, but to get the family involved in seeing the good in things. Because even in quarantine and even in all the changes that are happening in the world right now, there are so many good things going on and good changes and good stuff. It is wonderful to walk away from all the down. I mean, I don't know about your news feed, but my news feed is full of negative things, negative complaining, all sorts of stuff. And the kids are feeling the, the vibes of the world right now. And to add gratitudes to that is just awesome. And the dinner table is an awesome time to do that. I mean, if you're driving around in the car somewhere talking about that too, aren't we glad the sun is out today? I mean, that just, I, simple it doesn't have to be really fancy things it can be the simplest simplest things um but the sitting down together makes a huge difference now for some people sitting down together can be a frustrating time and i've learned a couple of tricks 
that help with the frustration of sitting down. So I don't know if, I think we have enough time to talk about that just a little bit. So sitting down at the dinner table, maybe not um, something your family has ever done or that they don't do well, But for me, one thing that always brought frustration to the table was the fight over who was going to get to sit where and who got to sit by mom and who got to sit by dad or all of those things. And it really helped when we made kind of a rotation of this is where these people are sitting, kind of assigned seats. I think it was, and we took turns. It was especially when we had little kids because, you know, everybody wants to sit by mom but daddy needs a turn so it really helped when they knew that on monday this person did or on tuesday this person or on wednesday this person or this week it is so-and-so's turn or this week it's and that made a huge difference in us being able to sit down and eat and then also depending on the age of your children and if you want to be able to truly sit down and have discussion which some families just can't have their dynamic can't handle that. But if you want to be able to have discussions, if you have something in a drawer or a tote near the table that when the little kids get bored, you can just hand it to them and it keeps them happy and quiet while the older ones can still enjoy the enjoy the atmosphere of the table and all sorts of stuff. So we like to keep crayons and paper and stuff easily accessible because then somebody starts drawing and inevitably everybody wants to start drawing. So those are some things that helped us with being able to sit around the table um one more suggestion we had is play um playing together as a family is is really important um for christmas we got laser tag and um you know we had enough for almost everybody in the house to have one and it was fun just to the the running around and playing on the grass and chasing each other and 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 play is really really important um and if you don't have something like that another thing that we did was it's called we call it a dance party um we find a song and it's usually one that the teenagers really like uh, you know and and um you just turn on the music and get up and dance get up and dance or wiggle and just, you know get the little kids involved and have them wiggling and and mm-hmm. and just the bouncing around and it you know um Anytime you do exercise or, or physical movement, it, it releases endorphins, which actually helps you feel better. But it, um, releasing the endorphins in a group setting like that actually um, helps you to bond better to your family. And so. Also, it's a, even though it's not exactly swaying because, you know, you got a group going on. I think when you're all moving to the same rhythm in the home, it also helps with that, with the family being able to sync together and to to be able to get in the groove. I, I don't know what I would call it, but it's been amazing to me because if I ask my kids, hey, you guys wanna do a dance party? The answer is usually no. But if Jim walks in, turns the music on and everybody just can't help stand and not stand they can't stand still they just start moving by the end of it everybody's involved in it and loving it and having fun and Jim has a really good habit of uh, or ability to do that because even laser tag it's not like he says okay guys let's get a laser tag game together no he will come out of the back room all dressed for laser tag and start shooting and start um getting people involved and they want to play just because they hear his going off type thing so it's a it's a just as parents we can change the feel in our home um on a dime if we 
are in sync and if we can think of those things. And the nice thing about having a couple in a home is that when one is down and doesn't fill up to all of that, usually the other one can get some amazing things like that started, some some activities together. I know another one my kids love to do, but it's usually not a, if I ask them, they're gonna say no, but if we just get it out, they start doing it and play it for hours as charades. And there's like apps on your phone where you can hold it above your head and you flip it down and and it just gives you all these things that you have to act out and the kids really um really have a lot of fun with that trying to figure out what that is but they usually don't beg to be able to do that but it's the get people involved get them to put their phone down get them to walk away from whatever they're doing and just spend some time together so we really hope these have been helpful. Um, we've enjoyed getting to share what, all of this that we've learned with you. If you have any questions, just let us know and we'll talk to you next time. It is not the intent of professional herbal instruction or any persons associated therewith to diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But professional herbal instruction or any persons associated herewith assume no responsibility. The claims and statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you.